Principle 5 The Lord reinforces His commands and exhortations to the wicked to turn. God is so earnest for the conversion of sinners that He doubles His commands and exhortations with intensity. Scripture Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die? Ezekiel 33 verse 11 This principle is the application of the former principle by way of exhortation, and that is how I will deal with it. Is there an unconverted sinner who hears these impassioned words of God? Is there a man or woman here who is still a stranger to the renewing, sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit? It is good if it is not so with most who are here. Listen, then, to the voice of your Maker and turn to Him through Christ without delay. Do you want to know the will of God? This is His will, that you immediately turn. Will the living God send so earnest a message to His creatures, and will they not obey? Listen, then, all you who live after the flesh. The Lord who gave you your breath and being has sent a message to you from heaven, and this is His message. Turn ye, turn ye, or why will ye die? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Will the voice of the eternal majesty be neglected? If he only thunders, you are afraid. Oh, but this voice more closely concerns you. If he only tells you that you will die tomorrow, you would not make light of it. But this word concerns your everlasting life or death. It is both a command and an exhortation. It is as if he said to you, I command you upon the allegiance that you owe to me, your Creator and Redeemer, that you renounce the flesh, the world, and the devil, and turn to me so that you may live. I lower myself to plead with you, as you either love or fear him who made you, and as you love your own life, even your everlasting life, turn and live. If you want to escape eternal misery, turn. Turn, for why will you die? Is there a heart in man, in a reasonable creature, who can ever refuse such a message, such a command, such an exhortation as this? If so, then what a thing is the heart of man? Listen, then, all you who love yourselves, and all who regard your own salvation, for this is the most joyful message that was ever sent to the ears of man. Turn ye! Turn ye, for why will ye die? You are not yet forever confined under desperation. Mercy is here offered to you. Turn, and you will have it. With what glad and joyful hearts you should receive these tidings. I know that this is not the first time that you have heard it, but how have you regarded it? Or how do you regard it now? Hear the word of the Lord, all you ignorant, careless sinners. Hear all you who love the world, you carnal pleasers of the flesh, you gluttons, drunkens, immoral and swearers, you blasphemers and backbiters, slanderers and liars, turn ye, turn ye, or why will ye die? Hear, all you cold and outward professors of the faith, and all who are strangers to the life of Christ, hear, all you who never knew the power of His cross and resurrection, 
and never felt your hearts warmed with his love. Here, you who do not abide in him as the strength of your souls, turn ye, turn ye, for why will ye die? Here, all who are barren of the love of God, whose hearts are not toward him, nor taken up with the hopes of glory, but who put more value on your earthly prosperity and delights than on the joys of heaven. Here, all you who are merely a little religious and give God no more than your flesh can spare, listen, all you who have not denied your carnal selves and forsaken all that you have for Christ, but have something in the world so dear to you that you cannot spare it for Christ if he required it, but will rather risk his displeasure than forsake it. Turn ye, turn ye, for why will ye die? If you never heard it or regarded it before, remember that you were told from the word of God this day that if you will only turn, you may live, and if you will not turn, you will surely die. What now will you do? What is your answer? Will you turn or will you not? Do not waver any longer between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow Him. If your flesh is your God, then serve it still. 1 Kings 18, verse 21 If heaven is better than earth and fleshly pleasures, then come away and seek a better country. Hebrews 11, verse 16 Lay up your treasure where rust and moths do not corrupt, and where thieves cannot break through and steal. Matthew 6, verse 20. Be awakened at last to seek with all your might the kingdom that cannot be moved. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Apply your lives for a higher purpose and turn the direction of your cares and labors another way than you have previously done. However, if earth is better than heaven or will do more for you, then keep it and make your best of it and keep following it. Are you resolved what to do? If you are not, I will set a few more meaningful considerations before you to see if reason will make you decide. First, consider what preparations mercy has made for your salvation, and what a shame it is that anyone would be damned after all this. There was a time when the flaming sword was in the way and the curse of God's law would have kept you back even if you had been very willing to turn to God. There was a time when you and all the friends that you had in the world could never have brought about the pardon of your past sins, no matter how much you had lamented and reformed them. But Christ has removed this impediment by the ransom of His blood. There was a time when God was entirely unreconciled, as being not satisfied for the violation of his law, but now he is so much satisfied and reconciled that he has offered you a full pardon and a free gift of Christ and life, and he offers it to you and urges you to accept it. It may be yours if you want it, for he was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18-19 through 19. Sinners, we are also commanded to deliver this message to you as from the Lord. Come, for all things are now ready. Luke 14, verse 17 All things are ready, 
and you are unready? God is ready to receive you and to forgive all that you have done against Him if you will only come to Him. As often as you have sinned, as willingly as you have sinned, and as despicably as you have sinned, He is ready to cast it all behind His back if you will only come. Although you have been prodigals, you have run away from God, and you have stayed away so long, He is still ready to meet you, to embrace you in His arms, and to rejoice in your conversion if you will only turn. Even worldly people and drunkards will find God ready to welcome them if they will simply come. Does not this soften your heart within you? O sinner, if you had a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone, it seems to me that this would melt it. Will the Almighty, infinite majesty of heaven wait for you to turn, and will He even be ready to receive you, you who have offended Him and forgotten Him for so long? Will He delight in your conversion that might at any time glorify His justice in your damnation? Does this not melt your heart within you? Yet are you still not ready to come in? Do you have not as much reason to be ready to come as God has to invite you and welcome you? But that is not all. And has made such a way for you to the Father that because of Him you may be welcome if you will come. Yet are you not ready? A pardon is already plainly granted and offered to you in the gospel. Yet are you not ready? The ministers of the gospel are ready to assist you, instruct you, and pray for you. Yet are you not ready? All who are around you who fear God are ready to rejoice in your conversion. They are ready to receive you into the communion of saints and to give you the right hand of fellowship, even though you had been one who had been cast out of their society. They willingly forgive where God forgives when it is clear to them by your confession and changed life. They dare not as much as rebuke you for your former sins, because they know that God will not denounce you for them. Even if you have been very evil, if you would simply wholeheartedly be converted and come in, they would not refuse you, no matter what the world would say against it. All these people are ready to receive you. Yet are you not ready to come in? Yes, heaven itself is ready. The Lord will receive you into the glory of His saints. As wicked as you have been, if you will only be cleansed, you may have a place before His throne. His angels will be ready to guard your soul to the place of joy, if you only genuinely and sincerely come in. God is ready. The sacrifice of Christ is ready, the promise is ready, and pardon is ready. Ministers are ready, angels are ready, the people of God are ready, and heaven itself is ready. They are only waiting for your conversion. Yet are you not ready? What? You are not ready to live when you have been dead so long? You are not ready to come to your right understanding? as the prodigal came to himself, Luke 15, verse 17, when you have been beside yourself so long? Are you not ready to be saved when you are even ready to be condemned? Are you not ready to lay hold on Christ who would deliver you 
when you are even ready to sink into damnation? Are you not ready to be saved from hell when you are even ready to be cast into it without hope? Do you know what you are doing? If you die unconverted, there will be no doubt of your damnation. You are not certain that you will even live another hour, yet are you not ready to turn and to come in? O miserable wretch, have you not served the flesh and the devil long enough? Have you not had enough of sin? Is it so good to you or so profitable for you? Do you know what it is and how destructive and abominable it is, yet you want more of it? Have you had so many calls, so many mercies, so many warnings, and so many examples? Have you seen so many laid in the grave, yet you are not ready to let go of your sins and come to Christ? After so many convictions and pains of conscience, after so many purposes and promises, are you not ready to turn and live? Oh, that your eyes and heart were open to know how good an offer is now made to you. What a joyful message it is that we are sent on to call you to come, for all things are ready. Luke 14, verse 17. Second, consider also what calls you have to turn and live. How many calls? How loud, how sincere, how alarming, yet what encouraging, joyful calls. The primary inviter is God himself. He who commands heaven and earth commands you to turn, and to do so immediately and without delay. He commands the sun to run its course and to rise upon you every morning, and though it is such a glorious heavenly body and is many times bigger than all the earth, yet it obeys him and does not fail even one minute of its appointed time. He commands all the planets and the spheres of heaven, and they obey. He commands the sea to ebb and flow, and commands the entire creation to keep its course, and all obey him. The angels of heaven obey his will, even when he sends them to minister to such worms as we on earth. Hebrews 1 verse 14 Yet, if he commands a sinner to turn, he will not obey him. He thinks he is wiser than God. He complains and pleads the cause of sin and will not obey. If the Lord Almighty says the word, the heavens and all therein obey him. But if he calls a drunkard out of a tavern, he will not obey. If he calls a worldly carnal sinner to deny himself, subdue the flesh, and set his heart upon a better inheritance, he will not obey. If you had any love in you, you would know the voice, and you would say, Oh, this is my father's call. How can I find it in my heart to disobey? The sheep of Christ know and hear his voice, and they follow him, and he gives them eternal life. John 10, verse 4. If you had any spiritual life and sense in you, you would at least say, This call is the mighty voice of God, and who would dare to disobey? For the prophet said, The lion hath roared, who will not fear? Amos 3, verse 8. God is not a man that you should delay and ignore him and treat him lightly. Remember what he said to Paul at his conversion. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Acts 9, verse 5. 
Will you still go on and despise his word, resist his spirit, and stop your ears against his call? Who will have the worst of this? Do you know whom you disobey and contend with? Do you realize what you are doing? It would be much wiser and easier for you to contend with the thorns, walk on them with your bare feet, crush them with your bare hands, or even to put your head into the burning fire. Be not deceived. God will not be mocked. Galatians 6, verse 7 No matter who else is mocked, God will not be. It would be better for you to play with fire on your thatched roofs than the fire of his burning wrath. For our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12, verse 29 Oh, how unsuitable a match you are for God! It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10, verse 31 Therefore, it is a fearful thing to contend with him or resist him. If you love your own souls, take heed what you do. What will you say if he begins in wrath to contend with you? What will you do once he begins to deal with you? Will you then strive against his judgment as you now strive against his grace? God says, Fury is not in me. That is, he does not delight to destroy you. It is as if he does so almost unwillingly. He adds, Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I will go through them. I will burn them together. Or let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me, and he shall make peace with me. Isaiah 27, verses 4 through 5. It is an unequal combat for the briars and thorns to make war with the fire. You see who it is who calls you, who desires to move you to hear his call and turn. Consider also by what instruments, and how often, and how earnestly he calls. 1. Every page of the blessed book of God has, as it were, a voice, and calls to you, Turn and live. Turn, or you will die. How can you open it and read a page or hear a chapter? and not understand that God desires you to turn. 2. It is the voice of every sermon that you hear, for what else is the scope and purpose of it all except to call, persuade, and entreat you to turn? 3. It is the voice of many movements of the Spirit that secretly speaks these words over again and urges you to turn. For it is likely sometimes the voice of your own conscience. Are you not sometimes convinced that all is not well with you? Does not your conscience tell you that you must be a new person and take a new direction in life? And does it not often call upon you to return? 5. It is the voice of the gracious examples of the godly. When you see them live a heavenly life and flee from the sin that is your delight, this really calls on you to turn. 6. It is the voice of all the works of God. They also are God's books that teach you this lesson by showing you His greatness, wisdom, and goodness, and by calling you to observe them and admire the Creator. Scripture The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. Every time the sun rises unto you, it really calls you to turn.
as if it is saying, What do I travel and circle the world for except to declare to mankind the glory of their Maker, and to light them to do His work? And do I still find you doing the work of sin and spending your life in negligence? Scripture Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Ephesians 5 verse 14 Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk earnestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Romans 13, verses 11-14 This text was the means of Augustine's conversion. 7. It is the voice of every mercy you possess. If you could only hear and understand them, they all cry out to you, Turn! Why does the earth bear you except to seek and serve the Lord? Why does it provide you its fruits except to serve Him? Why does the air give you breath except to serve Him? Why do all the creatures serve you with their labors and their lives except that you might devote them and yourself to the service of God? Why does He give you time, health, and strength except to serve Him? Why do you have food, drink, and clothing except for His service? Do you have anything that you have not received? 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 If you did receive it, it is good for you to remind yourself from whom you received it, and to what purpose and use you received it. Did you ever cry to God for help in your distress? And did you not then understand that it was your part to turn and serve Him if He would deliver you? He has done His part, and has spared you a while longer, and has given you another, and another year, and yet you do not turn. You know the parable of the unfruitful fig tree? Luke 13, verses 6 through 9. When the owner said, Cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? He was asking to try it one year longer, and then, if it did not prove fruitful, to cut it down. Christ himself makes the application twice there. Except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. How many years has God looked for the fruits of love and holiness from you, and has found none, yet he has spared you? How many times by your willing ignorance, carelessness, and disobedience have you provoked justice to say, Cut him down, why does he cumber the ground? Yet mercy has prevailed, and a patience has delayed the fatal blow to this day. If you had understanding within you, you would know that all this calls you to turn. Do you think you will still escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. Romans 2, verses 3-6 through 8. 
Moreover, it is the voice of every affliction to call you to make haste and turn. Sickness and pain cry, Turn! Poverty, loss of friends, and every branch of the chastening rod cry, Turn! Yet will you not listen to the call? These have come near you and have made you think. They have made you groan. And can they not make you turn? 9. The very fabric of your nature and being itself calls you to turn. Why do you have reason except to rule your flesh and serve your Lord? Why do you have an understanding soul except to learn and know His will and do it? Why do you have a heart within you that you can love and fear and desire, except that you should fear Him and love Him and desire after Him? Put all these together now and see what the issue should be. The Holy Scriptures call upon you to turn. The ministers of Christ call upon you to turn. The Spirit cries, Turn! Your conscience cries, Turn! The godly, by persuasion and example, cry, Turn! The whole world and all the creatures in the world that are presented to your consideration cry, Turn! The patient forbearance of God cries, Turn. All the mercies that you receive cry, Turn. The rod of God's chastisement cries, Turn. Your reason and the very fabric of your nature calls you to turn. All your promises to God tell you to turn, yet are you not resolved to turn? Third, moreover, Poor, hard-hearted sinner, did you ever consider upon what terms you stand all this time with him who calls on you to turn? You are his own, and you owe him yourself and all that you have. And may he not command his own? You are his absolute servant, and you should serve no other. You stand at his mercy, and your life is in his hand. He is resolved to save you upon no other terms. You have many cruel spiritual enemies who would be glad if God would only forsake you, leave them alone with you, and leave you to their will. How quickly they would deal with you in another manner, yet you cannot be delivered from them except by turning to God. You have already fallen under His wrath by your sin and you do not know how long his patience will still wait. This might be the last year, or the last day. His sword is even at your heart while the word is in your ear. If you do not turn, you are dead and done for. If only your eyes were open to see where you stand, even upon the brink of hell, and to see how many thousands are there already who did not turn you would see that it is time to look around you. Look inward now and tell me how your hearts are affected with these offers of the Lord. You hear what is in His mind. He does not delight in your death. He calls to you, Turn! Turn! It is a fearful sign if all this does not move you, or if it only somewhat moves you, and much more if it makes you more careless in your misery because you hear of the mercifulness of God.
The working of the medicine will partly tell us whether there is any hope of the cure. Oh, what glad tidings it would be to those who are now in hell if they had such a message from God. What a joyful word it would be to hear this, turn and live. Yes, what a welcome word it would be to yourself if you had felt that wrath of God for only an hour. It would bring hope and joy even if after a thousand or ten thousand years torment, you could simply hear such a word from God, turn and live. Yet will you neglect it and allow us to return without accomplishing our errand? Behold, sinners, we are sent here as the messengers of the Lord to set before you life and death. What do you say? Which of them will you choose? Christ stands, as it were, by you, with heaven in the one hand and hell in the other, and he offers you your choice. Which will you choose? The voice of the Lord makes the rocks tremble, Psalm 29. And does it mean nothing to you to hear him warn you of what will happen to you if you will not turn? Do you not understand and feel this voice that says, Turn ye, turn ye, for why will ye die? It is the voice of love, of infinite love of your best and kindest friend, as you might easily perceive by the invitation. Yet can you neglect it? It is the voice of mercy and compassion. The Lord sees where you are going better than you do, which makes him call after you, Turn! Turn! He sees what will become of you if you will not turn. He thinks to himself, This poor sinner will cast himself into endless torments, if he does not turn, I must deal with him in justice according to my righteous law. Therefore he calls out to you, Turn, turn. O sinner, if you only knew as well as God does even the thousandth part of the danger that is near you and the misery that you are running into, we would have no more need to call after you to turn. Moreover, this voice that calls to you is the same voice that has prevailed with thousands already. It has called all to heaven who are now there, and they would not now for a thousand worlds wish that they had made light of his call and not turned to God. What do those who have listened to God's call and have turned now enjoy? They now perceive that it was indeed the voice of love a voice that did not desire their harm, but only their salvation. If you will obey the same call, you will come to the same happiness. There are millions of people who will forever lament that they did not turn, but there is never a soul in heaven that is sorry that they were converted. Well, are you resolved to turn yet, or are you not? Do I need to say any more to you? What will you do? Will you turn or not? Speak in your heart to God, even if you do not speak out to me. Speak to Him, so that He does not take your silence for denial. Speak quickly, for He may never make you the offer again. Speak resolutely and unwaveringly, for He does not want any half-hearted followers. Say in your heart now without any more delay, 
even before you stand up, by the grace of God I am resolved right now to turn. Because I know my own sufficiency, I am resolved to wait on God for His grace, follow Him in His ways, forsake my former ways and companions, and give myself up to the guidance of the Lord. You are not closed up in the darkness of heathenism or in the desperation of the doomed. Life is before you, and you may have it on reasonable terms if you want it. Yes, you can have it for free if you will accept it. The way of God lies plainly before you. The body of Christ is open to you. You may have Christ, pardon, and holiness if you desire. What will you say? Will you or won't you? If you say no, or say nothing, and continue as you are, God is a witness. Those who hear me are witnesses, and your own conscience is a witness how merciful and generous an offer you had this day. Remember, you could have had Christ, and you refused. When you have lost it, remember that you could have had eternal life as well as others, and you would not, and all this because you would not turn. Let us now move on to the next principle and hear your reasons 